Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm back with Abby Ranella today and we're talking about homeschooling girls this week. And this is one of my favorite things to talk about because I have girls and I love girls and I love all things girly. And as we've talked about, it's not just the bows and the pink and the ruffles and and all those things. Um, We love raising women, women of God, which is what we're doing our very best to do. And I know so many of you are doing your best to raise women of God alongside of us. And so we are Mm -hmm. excited to be here with you this week to talk about this. Before we do though, I want to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. Go to ctcmath.com, try them out for free. They are a fantastic online math program. Um, They're great for the whole family. And so just try them out. It's free. It can't hurt. ctcmath.com. Let someone else teach the math for you. Unless you're like other math geeks who enjoy teaching math, which I don't. So... (laughs) ctcmouth.com. Um, Abby, okay, we have talked yes. this week about homeschooling oh, about girls. Womanhood about and womanhood and girls. I have a passion for womanhood. I have a passion for men because I'm a woman. I Only just one love, man you have a passion for. Well, no, but manhood. Like right. the fact that God created men and women. You need, I only have I a passion for women. I just wanted to clarify because I didn't want someone men. to take that sound bite out yeah, and be like, Abby that said would be she terrible. has a passion for men. That might need to be edited. What we're saying is we have a passion for masculinity, femininity, man, woman, the way God created one man, one woman. And they're different. Yes. And they're different on purpose and they're different for a purpose. And the differences are amazing and good. And I just get passionate about this because I see too many women trying to be men and too many men trying to be women. And it's like, you guys don't know how exciting it is to be who God created us to be and how much strength there is in that. So let's talk girls and women. Let's talk about it. And it's, man, it's hard. We went to, um, a place recently. It was, it was here in Tulsa. Um, and there, there was a young man there and he was wearing a rainbow headband and pearls, a pearl necklace. Mm. And my heart just broke for him because I just thought, you know, I, you don't understand, you don't get it. You don't understand how God made you and that Mm. you were made, you know, so special and so specific in the image of God. And he's so confused and it it literally just broke my heart. It does break um, my heart too. So, and it breaks my heart what the world is trying to tell our girls that, that the way God created them isn't enough. And I want to say, Oh, uh -uh, it is so much more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. So, so today we're going to talk about the last three tips for homeschooling girls. And the first one is pray for her and with her daily. This is so important. And it's, it's a very intentional thing that you have to uh, remember Mm -hmm. to do. Um, but we've got to pray for our girls and we've got to pray with our girls every single day. Um, yeah. There's, I feel like this is new for me a little, not, I mean, not praying for my kids, but in those, that's hey, Abby, in those, I know kids. you should pray, but in those younger years, I felt like my prayer time was prayer for me. Like, Lord, give me the strength to nurse and diaper and feed. And like, you know what I mean? Like it's that sort those survival years. And now that my kids are getting older, it's such, it's like, I get to pray for them and their future. And yeah, it's just, it's a really cool blessing. Or you start to see um, struggles they're having yeah, and that you get to pray for them. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I like how you said, pray with them. Yeah. That's intentional, really intentional. Totally. Well, I want to give three specific things that you can pray for. You pray for whatever you want and whatever the Lord puts yes. on your heart. But if you're not sure what to pray for and with your girls, I'm going to give you three specific things. And the first thing of course is full surrender to Christ. Uh, um, yeah. Third John one four says this. I it says I have no greater joy than to hear that my children mm-hmm. are walking in the truth. 
There is nothing greater than to know that our kids are walking nope. with the Lord and that they are going to spend all of eternity in heaven with us. Yes. It's the oh. most important thing in everything that we do with them. And so pray that your children will be fully surrendered to him mm. and that they will stay fully surrendered to him. And they're going to slip and fall often just like we do. But pray that their heart is to serve him and to love him yes. and to know him on um, on a very deep level. Yes. Um, so pray that full surrender. Um, second, can I, yeah, let me ask, jump in. I, and I know people like stories, but um, my mother-in-law and she would be totally happy with me to share. She went, cause I know it, it's, it's good to see God work. She went wayward in, at, well, she, before she came to know the Lord, she was living a very, very uh, sinful life. And her mother prayed uh, and prayed and prayed like it was her full-time job. And years yeah. later, I mean, after I came into my mother-in-law's life and she'd been saved for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, they were telling stories and matching up timelines of things that had happened when her mom was praying and how she was protected in situations she never understood because wow. she wasn't walking with God. She wasn't, she wasn't under God's protection for any other reason than the power of a praying mother. And yeah. it, it really showed me listening to those firsthand stories, the power of a praying mom. It, it, it is so powerful yeah. when we pray. So if you have a child that is struggling, I mean, God hears our prayers. He cares. And there is power in the power of a praying mom. So yeah. Amen. I, if that's all you take from this, God yeah. hears us. Yeah, he absolutely does. And it doesn't mean we're going to get the answers we want when we want them, No, but he does hear and pray that yes. the Holy Spirit would, you know, just intervene yep. and, and pray for you when you don't even know the words to pray. I mean, the exactly. Bible says that he will do that. So, yes. so the first one is full surrender. The second thing that um, you can pray for is friends. Pray for your kids' no. friends. Psalm 1, 1 and 2 says this, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of mm -hmm. the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on mm -hmm. his law, he meditates day and night. Pray that our kids will not sit in the counsel of the wicked, pray that they will have good friends, that the Lord will truly bless them with mm -hmm. good Christian friends. And this is hard. And this, yeah. this is getting harder. We talked in the, the last time we podcasted, we talked about the homeschool world and how it's changing and how it's not the, it's no longer the super conservative. It, it is in many instances, but it's not always a super conservative Christian homeschool families that it once was. Um, because of COVID, so many people have brought their kids home, which praise God for that. But a lot of right. those people who have brought their kids home and who are coming into the homeschool world and into these Christian co-ops or sports teams or support groups or whatever it is that you're doing, that doesn't necessarily mean that they themselves are true mm -hmm. followers of Christ. Right. And so even in the homeschool world, we need to not just assume, but we need to pray that the Lord would protect our girls mm -hmm. from harmful relationships. You know, walk right. with the wise and be wise is what the Bible says. Right. Pray that God would and bless them. And then be able to have a peace friends. that if they, yeah, sorry. Then, and, and also have a peace that if they don't have friends in that moment, perhaps God's protecting them from yeah. friendships they shouldn't have. Like I remember the loneliest time in my life when I had no friends is the, the closest I got to God. So yeah. So we need to just be, I, I like how you said, don't assume we have to be diligent. We have to keep our guard up. We have to protect our kids, even in, in circles that we think should be safe. Yeah. Um, but teach our kids that if there is a lonely season, cause we all have them, 
that that is an incredible opportunity to find a friendship in God that they may otherwise not have. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So many opportunities and and be their friend, Mm -hmm. you know, as their mom, you get to be their friend, but pray for their friends. And then the last one is pray for their future spouse. Uh, Pray that God would be raising up godly men for your daughters. We've been praying this for our girls since we found out that we were having girls. Mm -hmm. We found out, I was just telling a friend of mine uh, the other day with Lacey, we found out at 10 weeks that she was a girl, which is really Whoa. early in a pregnancy. Yeah, it is. Um, wow. And we, you know, from the day that we knew that both of our girls were girls, we've been praying for their future husbands and trusting the Lord to be raising up godly men for them. And, and Amen. you know, talk with your girls openly about these things. Yes. Pray with them. We do that. We pray with our girls all the time that God would be raising up godly men for them. Yes. But not just that, but that he would be raising them to be the godly women that those godly men are going to want Absolutely. and seek out. And so- yeah. Um, you know, the, the dating world is really hard as it has always been, I'm sure, but man, pray for their future spouses, pray yep. that, that God would protect their hearts and their minds and their bodies yes. um, from any relationships that could be damaging to them. Cause, um, it's scary. It's scary out there in the world that we live in. Mm. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are talking about 10 tips for homeschooling girls. I'm going to run through them really quickly in case you've missed them. And we started this on Monday. The first is always start with God's word. The second is teach her that she was created on purpose for a purpose. The third is character over curriculum. The next is relationship over reading, which Abby thinks I should move to number two. (laughs) (laughs) Number five is teach her true beauty. Number six is teach her to be a girl. Number seven is teach modesty. Number eight, which we just talked about before the break, is pray for her and with her daily. Mm -hmm. And I gave some specific things that you can pray for for your daughter and with her. And then here's number nine. Number nine is don't compare her to others. Oh, this or one. yourself. Or yourself. Don't compare that yourself with others That was more either. my struggle yeah. is uh, comparing, well, I'm not like that. Why are you like that? This is how I would do it. Yeah. I'm more outgoing. You need to be more outgoing. And I realized God didn't give me a mini me. He right. gave me who he created her to be. He didn't create her to be another Abby. He created yeah. her to be who she is. Right. And I think moms really fall into that. Right. Wanting our daughters to be just like us. Yep. And and that's not God's plan. No, no, it's not. We have to learn to enjoy our girls exactly how God made them. Yep. And, yep. Um, you know, it, it's, it's weird. Motherhood is weird. 
there are things about motherhood that you don't really know or prepare for. You can't really prepare for until you get into the world of motherhood. And one of them for me, I remember realizing when Brooklyn was really little is that, and and, and I remember this one specific instance, we had gone to, um, we were at church and one of my friends had a little boy. I think it was like their first time visiting and her son and Brooklyn were only like two weeks apart. I think he was like two weeks older than her. And he was literally walking at nine months old. Mm. And I was like, he's walking already. (laughs) She didn't walk until she was 14 months old. She was a speed crawler. The girl could have won any crawling (laughs) contest in the world, but she just had no desire to walk. She, she, you know, could get anywhere she wanted, or I would pick her up and hold her all the, all the time. So I remember thinking they're like, man, is she behind? Like he's walking and she's not walking. I mean, she's just crawling. And, and, and we do that throughout their lives. You know, my my friend's child is reading and they're only three and he's reading potty trained at whatever. That one is a huge one. My kid was potty trained. And I want to say when they're, you know, 18, are we like, Oh, well, my kid was potty trained. Does anybody right. care how old you were right. when you were potty trained? Or by the way, when you read, no, they care. Can you read now? Right, right. I mean, I don't know how old I was when I did any of those things, but right. for some reason it is the most important thing right. on a mom's mind at that season. And it's so ridiculous. Right, it is. And it's hard when we get into the older years because then we start sometimes comparing, yeah. you know, well, where's your daughter going to college? Or is she right. going to college? Or or even personality know, and gifts right. and talents. My yeah. daughter's this. And my you know what message? you're sending to your child. Yeah. (laughs) And you're sending the message to your child that you're not enough. You're not. I mean, ultimately if they hear that, like, well, so-and-so is doing this. Right. Do you know what your child is hearing? You're not as good as so-and-so. And And even though I know that's most likely not a mom's heart, that's the message we're sending to our kid when we compare them. Right. Would you like it? I always say this. Would you like it if your husband came home and said, well, I heard that Sally bakes, you know, three dozen cookies for Joey on, you know, like how would we feel if the person that was the most important to us compared us with others? And we are the most influential voice in our kids' lives. And when we compare, we're really cutting them down. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. And that, you know, it's not like you can't talk about other people's successes. Right, totally. And and who they are and what they do. And celebrate that. Right, right. But we have to just be careful on how we package the whole thing to our girls who at this stage in their world are sometimes very insecure about who they are and vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. So, so don't compare her to others. Don't compare her talents, her grades, her, you know, ability to learn her. I mean, or, Ooh, you hit on one with homeschool to another sibling even. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes we do like your brother's really good at math. I made the mistake of actually saying, you know, so-and-so is really gifted at math. And I know that you struggle in that area. And my heart was totally, Pure, but guess how long it has taken me to undo that. And so, yeah, don't compare them to peers. Don't compare them to siblings. Don't compare them to you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. 
And then the last one is know her love language and speak it often. Uh, Um, And we have talked about love languages before on this podcast, but this one is just an important reminder where we, we, it's, it's very helpful to know what our child's love language is. If you're not mm -hmm. familiar with what love languages are, I think most people are, but if you're not, there's a book by uh, Gary Chapman, it's called the five love languages. And these are the five love languages. It's physical touch, acts of service, encouraging words, gift giving and quality time. And the Mm -hmm. way it works is basically every one of us shows love in those ways, but some have them, you know, every one of us shows them stronger in some areas than in others. So and receives them and feel love in certain ways. Exactly. Exactly. What is yours? Mine is, is quality time. Um, I really like to be with people. Um, so like, you know, it's always nice to get a gift, but I would much rather you like spend time with me having coffee than to give me, you know, a new candle. I mean, I enjoy the candle, but I just want to spend time with you. Um, And that's what we have to remember with our kids is so often because I'm a certain way. I just assume that if I pour that on my child, they're going to feel love. Right. But if they're not wired that way and they feel love in a different way, they could at the end of the day, like I could tell my daughter a million times a day and same with my husband, I love you. And at the end of the day, he might not feel love because words aren't his thing. They're my thing. But if I go spend 10 minutes with her completely undivided attention, she's totally filled up with love. And so it takes effort to learn their love language. Mm -hmm. And then you have to be intentional. It doesn't come natural to love somebody in a way that you don't feel it. Right. But it almost shows more love because then it shows that you're really intentional about loving them the way that they feel loved. Yeah. And so it it takes work. Like you said, for sure. You have to study your kids and your, your husband. Um, You have to know who they are as people and then do your best to speak their yeah. love language. And but at God's the same word time, uses the word seek and pursue when he's talking about, and those are action words that aren't just like yeah. kick back and it'll happen. Like right. we have to seek it and we have to pursue those things. Right. And, and then it's, it's blessed. Yeah. 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 And, and then don't be offended when they don't speak your love language either uh, Yeah, <laughs> because oh, that's gosh. easy to fall into. You know, you're not yes. speaking my love language and so you must not love me. But uh, if you understand their love language, then you understand yeah. they probably are. They actually are. Totally. It's just that they're speaking it in yeah. their language. When not they unloaded yours. the dishwasher, that was right. screaming from the top of their lungs that they loved you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When I'm like, that's just a household chore you should be doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, know her love language and speak it often. Um, that's good. And this is the thing. One of the beauties of homeschooling is that no one knows your kids like you <sighs> do. No one knows your daughter better than yep. you do. No one is going to take the time to know and understand how she needs to be loved like you, her mom or her dad. And we just have such an advantage over those who are not with their kids all the time. And not that if your kids are in school, you can't know their love language or speak it to them. We just have more time to be able to know them. And, And no teacher is ever going to take the time to oh, know it's impossible. the individual love languages. No, you can't learn 23 right. love languages in a classroom, nor do you really, I mean, it's not, that's not going to happen. It's not a thing. Sorry. But it's, it's not a thing, thing with moms. <laughs> that's not a thing. It's nor is thing. your teacher going to pray for your child, like right. going back to the praying. Yeah. Do you know the privilege it is to go before the King of Kings on behalf of our children? Yeah. Amen. Like nobody is going to do that, but you. You know, there's going to be a lot of other people that can clean your toilets and volunteer at the, you know, whatever, PTO, whatever, but nobody is going to pray for and know and love your children like you. Nobody. Yeah. No one. 
So, so those are our 10 tips for homeschooling girls. I, I hope it. it's been encouraging Yay. to you. I want to go back really quickly to the verse that we talked about in episode one. It's Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. The end of the matter, all has been heard, fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. You guys, this is where it is all leading. It's all leading our kids towards Jesus and, and doing these things will help. It's not that this is all you can do or all you should do. Right. But these tips will help you to lead your daughters to mm. their knees at the cross, at the feet of Jesus, yes. because that is and where we should be. true womanhood. Amen. Amen. So, so yeah, thank you. Um, enjoy your girls. Enjoy your boys too, yes. um, but enjoy your girls. If you have girls, plan a date right now, whatever you're mm-hmm. doing, just stop what you're doing. Pull out your calendar. If you use one of those paper calendars, do that. If you use an electronic calendar, do you use paper calendar still? You do. I'm huh? on, I is literally on the fridge paper calendar still. <laughs> so funny. I love that. Well, if it's on the fridge, how do you keep track of stuff when you're not at home? So this is what's really fun. <laughs> so I, so if I'm out and about and someone's like, Hey, can you do this next Thursday? Yeah. Sometimes I'm in a pinch and I'll be like, yeah, I can. And then later I'm like, that's not really the best for our family. I don't really feel like it. So it actually buys me time. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And I write it down. And I say, I'll get home and check the calendar. Yeah. And then I can actually pray because I'm one of those people that I'll say yes to everything. Yeah. You know, in the moment because I'm excited and I'm really excited. And like when we're on a hike and someone's like, let's hike tomorrow. I'm like, let's do it. But if I say, oh, I have to check the calendar at home, which is true, it actually bides me time to prioritize, see if it's actually good for us, talk to my family if we really want to do it. So it's kind of a, maybe it's a crutch or maybe it's wisdom for me who likes to say yes to everything. It forces me to think (laughs) through what I put on my calendar before I put it on. Yeah. Where if I carried my calendar, I'd be like, yes. And then I'd put it on there. And then at the end of the week, I'd be overwhelmed with how much I have on there. Yeah. So there's a tip and a trick for you. Yes. People like me. That's so funny. See, I have my calendar in my, I use my Google calendar on my phone. And so I literally have it at my fingertips all the time. And I can tell you what I'm doing. So that means if someone says, do you want to go to coffee tomorrow? You, you have no excuse to buy time. They can actually see it in your hand and be like, you are open. Because I don't show it to them. Hmm. Yeah. So what do you do? Open it and be like, can I pray about it and get back to you? No, (laughs) I, (laughs) I can open it, but I can easily say, you know what? I've got too much going on this week. There you go. Let's good job. do it next week. So no, there I can, go. I can say no to people. I'm pretty good at that. Good job. I say yes when I can, but I'm okay at saying no. I just get excited and want to do it all. Yeah. And so I have to tame myself <laughs> back and be like, well, I whatever kind of calendar you use, open it up. Yeah. Find time to spend time with your daughters and, uh, yes. and just build that relationship with them. It's, yes. It's, it's so exciting. So fun. No one else is going to do it. It's a blessing, isn't it? It is. So anyway, we're out of time though. Thank you guys for spending time with us this week. Abby and I have loved being with you. Um, Schoolhouse Rocked, the homeschool revolution. If you've not seen the movie, go to the website, schoolhouserocked.com. It's there. You can stream it. You can purchase the DVD. You can get it in any format you want, but watch this movie. It will greatly encourage you. Thank you guys so much. Have a great rest of your week and we'll see you back here on Monday with another fantastic guest. Bye.